Basketball teams are entering the final month of the regular season as they gear up for the playoffs. While some teams are locks to make the playoffs, such as of course your Los Angeles Lakers and your Los Angeles Clippers, others are still fighting for their opportunity to chase this trophy this summer. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. Turning $1 into $100 is very simple. Just pick any basketball team to win their next game, and if during that game the team of your choosing hits a three, you bring home $100 in free bets. It's really just that simple. That's 100 to 1 odds on the team of your choosing to hit a three. They don't even need to win. So that means you can pick the Minnesota Timber Timberwolves. Hate to pick on Minnesota, but it is what it is. This year, teams have been hitting threes at an unprecedented pace. So get in on all of the action with DraftKings Sportsbook before this offer ends. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. So you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free bets if the basketball team of your choosing is a three. That's code TBPN to turn $1 into $100 in free bets for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania. This is for new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. What's up? What's up, L.A.? This is L.A. Ray of L.A. Courtside. Podcast brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. And welcome to the next episode of L.A. Courtside. Just wanted to give you a little reggae music just to get you going here. Just imagine yourself being on the beach in Jamaica somewhere, soaking up the sun, eating some of that good old jerk chicken curry goat and all of that good stuff Jamaica has to offer I wanted to just play that real clip or that clip uh, in remembrance of when I proposed to the lovely Mrs. L.A. Ray I proposed to her in Jamaica just happened to be thinking about that today and just thought I'd just put that little clip on there uh, in remembrance of my beautiful engagement to my wife but again this is L.A. Ray of L.A. Courtside, and again, welcome to the next episode of this podcast that's again brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. And of course, we talk strictly, not strictly, I should say, we talk Clippers, of course, we talk Lakers and other NBA news as I see fit. And uh, every now and then I'll comment on some uh, music clips. As you guys know, I'm really, really old school and uh, love playing that old school music. But this first segment, I want to start off talking about the um, the L.A. Clippers and how well they're playing. I mean, 
seven-game winning streak. I mean, what can you say? This team is really, really gelling. And despite the fact that they have injuries as well. And and uh, I just made an error here. It's an eight-game winning streak, as a matter of fact. Eight games in a row with the latest victory coming against the Detroit Pistons on Wednesday. A 100-98 victory that uh, the Clippers uh, had to squeak out against the Pistons. But the Clippers were depleted in that particular game. They did not have Kawhi Leonard, nor did they have Paul George. And I'll get to that in a second. But uh, be, even before the Pistons victory on Tuesday, the Clippers beat up on the Indiana Pacers 126-115. to That was a very, very good game for Paul George, who, uh, again, I've been stating this in my last, I don't know, maybe five, six episodes. Paul George is really starting to play his ass off, man. The guy's really focused. He's he's laser focused in. And against the Pacers, it showed, man. The dude was like 13 out of 25. Four out of seven from three-piece land. Dude, he was shooting the three like it was nobody's business. 36 points. 36 big points. That game also was without Kawhi Leonard, who is nursing a, a, a foot injury. And... You know they're, they're they're sort of resting him. They're they're doing the uh, the load management thing as, as well with both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And I'm going to briefly talk about the load management in the NBA overall uh, before I start talking about the Lakers. But again, Paul George had an excellent game. Played 38 minutes, and he also led the Clippers in assists in that game with eight and rebounds with seven. So again, Paul George he he seems like he's on a mission. He um he wants to get that bad taste out of his mouth when they blew that 3-1 lead against the Denver Nuggets last year in the bubble playoffs. And I know a lot of Clippers fans, you know, hate it when they bring that up. But you know, until they until they do better and, you know, beat the teams in the playoffs that they're supposed to beat, you know, stuff like that is gonna come up. And Paul George did not particularly have a good series, or at least in the last couple of games. He did not play well, as well as the rest of the Clippers team. So Paul George really, again, wants to get that taste out of his mouth, and he is playing well right now. And the Clippers are a scary team. Also, in that particular game against the uh, Pacers, uh, Marcus Morris Sr., another guy that's playing well. Man, that dude can really shoot the three. You know, him and his brother, but I think Marcus for the Clippers is even a better shooter than Marquis for the Lakers. Uh, senior played 30 minutes, nine out of 12 from the field, three of three from three piece land. Dude was shooting from downtown, 22 points, seven rebounds. Dude is balling, man. Marcus Morris senior is balling big time. You got Zubots in there. Again, I mentioned this on one of my episodes as well. Zubots, it seems like he's always missing only one or two shots, seven of eight. In this particular game, 14 points. I mean, just solid, solid. Dude grabs seven rebounds. You know, he's always in that field goal range. I need to look up his field goal percentage. I'll have that maybe in the next episode. Uh, may not be as high as I think it is, but it seems to me like he's always seven of eight, five of six, eight of ten, four of six, you know, five out of seven. Dude is always getting it done. Now, in this game against Indiana, uh, Reggie Jackson, who has been playing very, very well himself. 
did not play particularly well against Indiana. He more than made up for it against Detroit, and I'll get to that game in a second. But Reggie Jackson in this particular game in 29 minutes was only one out of seven for six points. Now, I will give Reggie Jackson a mulligan in this particular game because, again, he has been playing some very, very good basketball, especially since Rondo joined the team. I don't know if that has lit a fire under Reggie Jackson's ass or not. You know, he wants to get minutes in the playoffs. He wants to prove that he can be a reliable asset on the court for the Clippers and even toward the end of the game or closing games out. We all know what they brought Rondo in for. They brought Rondo in to close games out. You know, whether or not Rondo starts or not is, um, you know, an issue that Coach Ty Lue will, will, will resolve himself. But Reggie Jackson is making a case that, um, that, you know, he wants to be the guy that closes out games. Now, again, in this particular game against Indiana, not, not very well. But um, he more than made up for it against Detroit. And, again, I'll speak on that game in a second. Uh, speaking of Rondo, 18 minutes. He was all three from the field. Not a, not a great Rondo game. Only four points. But he was plus 14 in the plus-minus column. He had five assists. Um, Rondo, again, is a guy. I've mentioned this before. He's going to be fine when it comes to playoff time. Rondo is the consummate professional, the extended coach uh, on the court, uh, an extension of Ty Lu. And I'm not worried about Rajon Rondo one iota. Not at all. Terrence Mann is another guy that's going to get some minutes in the playoffs, um, you know, since Lou Williams is not there. And uh, Mann had, you know, he played 25 minutes in this game. Had a good game for T. Mann. Five out of nine, baby. 12 points. Two of two from uh, three-piece land. Guy was getting it done. Now, you know, the Clippers, they're so deep right now, they can come off the bench with a Nick Batum. You know, imagine that. You're coming off the bench with Nick Batum, a guy that started earlier in the year. Now Batum is coming off the bench. Perfect role for this guy, man. He doesn't need the limelight. You know, Nick Batum, all they tell him, do, man, go in the corner. And Rondo or Jackson or Pat Bev, when he's healthy, somebody get you that ball in the corner, man, and shoot that three ball. He called the three ball in the corner pocket. Nick Batum, six out of 12 from, uh, from the field. Now, he was only two of seven from three-piece land, but he's another guy that you're not going to worry about. Consummate professional, he gets it done. Scored 14 points, plus 22 in the plus-minus column. So he's a guy that, um, you know, you really not have to, you don't have to worry about too much when it comes playoff time. He's going to be ready to go. So, again, this Clipper team, oh, by the way, Luke Kennard. Now, Luke Kennard, you guys know, I've been riding him all year. I always talk about the contract, 64 stacks. 64 million when he snuck into Steve Barmer's office in the middle of the night, opened up the safe and walked out with a mask on his face with 64 stacks, baby. Hey, you know, get it done. You know, I wish I can walk in there and walk out with 64 stacks. But Luke Kennard uh, in this game against Indiana, four out of eight from the field, two of three from uh, three piece land, 10 points. I'll take that. I'll take that all day long from uh, Luke Kennard because, again, he hasn't been playing that well most of the year, but it seems like lately maybe he's starting to get his uh, his confidence. And, you know, that's just another weapon that the Clippers have. The guy can shoot the three when he's open. I think it's just been a confidence thing with him pretty much all year. But uh, they round him in the shape, man. Look out. Look out. The Clippers, in my opinion, I mentioned this in my last episode as well, I think they are the best team in the Western Conference right now. Right now they are 39-18. and 18. 
They're still third behind Utah and Phoenix, but uh, they're closing in fast. Again, an eight-game winning streak. And against the Detroit Pistons, as I mentioned, they did not have Kawhi Leonard, who's nursing that uh, sore foot, nor did they have uh, Paul George, who's on, who was on low management in that game, uh, nor did they have Marcus Morris Sr., who was also listed as rest, load management. Now imagine that. They're resting Marcus Morris Sr., that shows you how deep the Clippers team is. Now, they may have come in and say, well, we're just playing Detroit Pistons. Shouldn't be a problem. You know, boys from Detroit, Motown, my hometown, L.A. Rays hometown, baby. So, you know, they may be thinking, ah, we, can beat, we can beat them without those three guys. And sure enough, they did. Uh, they had to come back and do it. But um, they were led in this game by Reggie Jackson, ex-Piston. Again, Reggie Jackson playing well, man. Not necessarily well against Indiana. But and against his old team, Detroit Pistons, dude showed off, man. 12 out of 24 from the field in 37 minutes. Three of six from three-piece land. He was launching the three. 29 points. Highest output of the season. You get that kind of production from Reggie Jackson, man. Look out Western Conference. I don't know what to tell you. But this Clippers team is going to be hell to beat if you get production like that from him. Now, Zubak again. Six out of 10 from the field. Six out of seven from the free throw line. 13 rebounds. 18 points. You'll take that. You'll take that all day long from Zubox. And keep in mind, you still don't have Ibaka yet. You know, he'll be coming back, um, you know, sooner rather than later. He's still nursing that back injury. Hopefully, you know, he'll be, um, you know, 100% or close to it for the playoffs. So imagine you get him back in the lineup. You can still start Zubak or you can put Ibaka back in the starting lineup and bring Zubak off the bench. I know a lot of Clipper fans would rather see Zubak starting, whether Ibaka comes back or not. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. You're not going to lose too much production with uh, Zubak in that lineup. Again, his field goal percentage should be, should be pretty high. Uh, the aforementioned Luke Kennard in this particular game against, uh, you know, he's also an ex-Piston, 39 minutes. Not as well uh, as uh, we would have liked. Five out of 17 from the field. Only one of six from three-piece land. Scored 17 points. But he did have 10 rebounds. So, you know, again, you know, the the the, the field goal percentage was not that great, of course. And uh, he was only one of six from uh, three-piece land. But 17 points from Luke Kennard. They'll take that all day long. And, again, you know, they were playing the Detroit Pistons. Nothing against my hometown team. But uh, the Detroit Pistons are a young team. They're not ready to make any noise yet. And uh, they simply just cannot handle the Clippers, even without Kawhi or uh, Paul George. And the rest of the bench didn't do much in this uh, game. Batum only had seven points. Uh, Boogie Cousins, he played 15 minutes, three of nine from the field. You know, not too bad. Scored eight points, 15 minutes. You know, they're kind of easing him, you know, into the lineup. Rondo, 17 minutes, three of six from the field. Very smart by Ty Lue. You don't. You know, again, nothing against my hometown, Detroit Pistons. So, you, you Pistons fans that are listening, or you fans from Detroit listening to L.A. Ray on this podcast, L.A. Courtside, baby. You know, I'm not trying to dog you, Detroit Pistons, but it was very, very smart of Ty Lue to uh, limit the number of minutes by, you know, Boogie Cousins and Rondo. You don't have to play them 20, 25 minutes against the Pistons. You know, you get guys like Luke Kennard, you know, those heavy minutes. You know, try to get his confidence up. You know, let Reggie Jackson, he played 37 minutes. Let him keep logging all those minutes, man. You know, these are young guys. They'll be ready for the playoffs. 
they'll be ready for that playoff push. And then you get your big two back, Kawhi, Paul George, PG-13, man, turning it out. He's playing with a with – he's, he's on a mission. The guy's on a mission. So I think the, uh, the Clippers, again, I think right now, in my opinion, even, you know, they're a better team than Utah and Phoenix. And it's just, you know, my little old opinion. And um, the Lakers, who I'll talk, talk about in, uh, in a few minutes here, uh, as far as I'm concerned, when they get healthy, they're, they're right there with them. You know, one and one A. We'll find out. We'll find out when the playoffs come and all these players get healthy, baby, and these teams clash against each other. It's going to be, you know, one series to remember. L.A., L.A. all day, every day, baby. Can't wait for it. So, um, again, Clippers fans, um, nothing to worry about with your team. Eight-game winning streak, and I don't see anybody stopping this train anytime soon, this train called the Clippers. And their schedule coming up. Now, they do have a good game Friday against the Philadelphia 76ers. Joel Embiid is back in the fold. Then they play the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves and the Portland Trailblazers after that. So at Philadelphia, that game will be, you know, that game will be pretty tough. Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and those boys over there. And um, in Minnesota, you know, they should take care of them. Portland has kind of been a little disappointed. Maybe you know, maybe because I put some money on them on DraftKings and lost lost a little bet with the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, DraftKings.com, uh, folks, by the way, if you want to, you know, go bet on your favorite basketball team. Uh, by all means, go ahead and do that. So uh, Portland, the Clippers shouldn't be too much worried about them. So Clipper fans, your Clippers team is playing very well, playing very, very good basketball right about now. Uh, again, that train is, is, is rolling down the tracks, and I don't see many people stopping them, barring injury, barring injury. And, um, you know, it's, it's just a, a – um, I call it the I-5 series that's going to end up happening where they're going to bump into the L.A. Lakers somewhere down the line. Guarantee that. L.A. Ray guarantees that, baby. In my next segment, segment number two, I just want to briefly talk about, uh, I just talked about load management with uh, Paul George and, you know, Marcus Morris um, for the Clippers. I know a lot of fans are kind of getting disenchanted with the NBA with this load management uh, situation where, you know, just flat out resting players. Now you you can say, well, well, that's fine. You know, if you, if your team wins a championship, if the Clippers win a championship and they've rested Paul George and or Kawhi Leonard and or Marcus Morris senior, whomever else they think they need to rest and they end up winning a championship anyway, LA Clipper fans are not going to, you know, they're not going to cry or anything like that. Hey, our team just won a championship. Same with the Lakers. You know, if they – A.D. And, and LeBron, you know, once they come back and the Lakers get on a little roll and they, and they start resting LeBron and or um, A.D. and then Drummond, you know, you throw Drummond in there and whomever else that they want to do load management with, you know, no Laker fan is going to complain about that too much. Now, where the complaints come in, though, is and, – and we're in a COVID environment where they're not um, having too many fans in the stands. Now, at the Staples Center – uh, they're going to I believe they're going to start allowing like a couple of thousand people in the stand. So the bottom line is, if you pay a ticket and these tickets cost a lot of money, of course, if you pay uh, your money for a ticket in a Staples Center and the Clippers are playing, for example, and I want to see Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. That's who I want to see. You know, I don't want I don't want to see, um, you know, Nick Batum play 
35 minutes. Nothing against Nick Batum. I don't want to see that. I came to see Paul George play 35 minutes. I don't want to see Luke Kennard play 35 minutes. I want to see Kawhi Leonard play 35 minutes. So, and then in other sports, like in the NFL, for example, there's no load management, not that I know of, unless a, unless a player really has some sort of injury that they really need to keep them out. Uh, in the NHL, hockey, you know, and most, you know, and they play 82 games per season, whatever it is. I don't see any load management going on in the uh, in the uh, NHL, and neither do I do a Major League Baseball. So it seems like basketball is the sport that does that. And there are a lot of fans out there who really, really get upset if you pay all that money to see a player play and that player is not playing because they just want to rest the guy. You never saw that back in the day with uh, Michael Jordan and, you know, those guys, you know, back then, uh, uh, Larry Bird, you know, Magic Johnson, those guys. I'm sure every now and then, you know, they got rest during games. And if they sat out a game or two, they were probably really nicked up. You never heard, well, I'm going to sit Magic Johnson in this game because they're playing against, I don't know, the, I won't say the Detroit Pistons. They'll, they'll, you know, my, my hometown, you know, would probably jump on me with that. Let's say they're playing the New York Knicks, whoever. And yeah, we're going to sit Magic Johnson just because, you know, we think we can win that game anyway. And I paid my ticket, you know, 100 bucks for a ticket or whatever it is. And I don't see Magic Johnson on the court. I'm going to be upset. So, you know, there are some fans that are saying, you know, the commissioner of the NBA should um, should do something about that. You know, I don't know how you can force a coach to play a player. I don't know how you can do that. If you can do that, you know, I guess you would have to have independent doctors, I guess, to to uh, examine these guys and say, hey, Paul George, you know, looks fine to me. He can go out and play. I don't, I don't think it I don't think it can work like that. So not sure what the NBA can uh, can do about that. This low management have, has come into play. I would say, I don't know, maybe the last seven, eight years, something like that. You know, Charles Barkley and those guys, they don't they don't particularly like that. Shaq, you know, those particular guys, load management, man, you need to go out there and play 82 games. You're making all those millions of dollars. You need to go out there and play. So I uh, just wanted to touch on that uh, just a little bit here. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens moving forward in, in seasons to come in the NBA to see if they can do anything about that situation. And uh, one other thing I want to touch on as far as the NBA, the Marcus Aldridge, as you, as you all have heard by now, is retiring from the Brooklyn Nets. You know, they just picked him up uh, along with Blake Griffin, but uh, he, um, he suffered uh, an erratic heartbeat um, a few a few days ago or after a particular game that they just recently had. And he said it scared the hell out of him. So LaMarcus Aldridge said, hey, I've, I've given my half of my life or just about all my life to basketball. And, you know, he did what he had to do, gave it 110%. So now it's time to uh, look out for himself and his family. So he abruptly retired. Don't blame the brother at all. Your, your, your health your safety, your welfare of yourself, your family comes first. And he was playing pretty well with uh, with the Brooklyn Nets. You know, very, very good pickup. He's playing better than Blake Griffin, in my opinion. And um, But now he won't be with the Brooklyn Nets. So uh, let's hope that, that uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, you know, has good health from this point forward. You know, we'll, we'll pray for him, pray for his family. And he definitely made the right decision, even though, 
the you know the Brooklyn Nets may end up being in the NBA Finals, but he chose his health and his family over possibly winning a championship ring. So good for Lamarcus Aldridge. He had a very very good career, and we wish him the best um, for the rest of his life moving forward. music clip from Too Short song entitled Too Short and uh, I guess that's appropriate again for LaMarcus Aldridge's uh, life is too short man again you made the right decision you put yourself and your family first go ahead on and live your live your best the best years of your life man from this point forward because life is definitely too short uh, last segment uh, uh, to talk about the LA Lakers the Lake Show the Lake Joint Laker Nation they seem like they're not even seem like they're on this, you know, win loss, win loss, win loss, win loss, win loss roller coaster. And since my last uh, episode uh, last Sunday or Monday, I'm sorry, they they've been on win loss, win loss, win loss, win loss. They lost to the New York Knicks on Monday, one eleven to ninety six, and that's a uh, that's a game where the Lakers just had a boatload of turnovers. Man, that's that's one thing about the Lakers. And they had this problem last year is they're they were in the top five in turnovers last year and they're in the top five in turnovers again. As a matter of fact, this year they lead. I do believe they either first or second in the league in turnovers and they just turned the ball over way, way too much. They had 24 turnovers in this game against the Knicks. I'm sorry, you're not going to get it done. And the Knicks, you know, they're not world beaters. They're 28 and 27. They'll make the playoffs in the East. At least I'm hoping they will. You know, I'd like to see New York in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, New York is no pushover. You can't, you're not going to win this game with 24 turnovers. I'm sorry, Lakers. It's just not going to happen. New York only turned it over 15 times. And um, Julius Randle actually had seven turnovers himself in that particular game. But other than that, dude was balling, man, killing the Lakers, his former team. Seemed like he came out on a mission himself. You know, a lot of players, man, when they when they uh, get drafted by one team and, you know, they're, they're with that team, they're happy they're in the NBA, and then all of a sudden they get traded for whatever reason. And then when they play that team that traded them, hey, they get, they get you know, they, their chest is stuck out, man. They say, yeah, I'm ready to ball. Julius Randle, man, he's waiting for, the, waiting for the Lakers. And Julius Randle has been playing, of course, very, very well this year, an all-star. What did he do against his former team, the Lakers? 34 points, killing him, killing him. Julius Randle, 39 minutes. I, I never would have thought this of Julius Randle. You know, the way that he played uh, coming out of college, uh, you know, with the Lakers, he really didn't play that well. He broke his leg, I believe, in like the 10th game in his rookie year or something like that. It was kind of never the same after that for, you know, two, three, four years, five years maybe. You know, now this guy is showing the potential that the Lakers saw in him when they drafted him out of uh, Kentucky. Julius Randle, baby, 13 out of 23 from the field. Two of six from three-piece land. Dude can even fire up the three. He's not the best three-point shooter, but he'll jack it up. You have to respect him. And I'm kind of looking for somebody like Zion Williamson to, um, you know, to start not jacking up threes all over the place, but you have to shoot it every now and then, man, to make people respect you. And Julius Randle will do that. He shot it six times from three. He made two of them. It's okay. 
you know, but 34 points, 10 rebounds. Guys ball, I mentioned the seven turnovers. That's, you know, that's not too good. But, hey, the rest of those stats, man, he, he was killing the Lakers, dude. And uh, Peyton, you know, uh, Alfred Peyton, 9 out of 12 from the field. Now, this guy, Alfred Peyton, I'm sorry, was killing him. 20 points. 20 points. Killing the Lakers. Killing them. And Reggie Bullock, another former Piston, 4 out of 12 from the field, 3 of 10 from 3-piece land. He scored 12 points. And... Derrick Rose, another, you know, boy, you have all these former Pistons all across the NBA just playing good basketball. Derrick Rose, 5 of 9 from the field, 4-4 four, four from, uh, from the free throw line, 14 points. Yeah, that's a guy that I wanted either the Lakers or the Clippers to try to go after, but he ended up uh, going to the New York Knicks, and he's playing good basketball. So, overall, the Knicks played very, very well. But going back to the Lakers, again, 24 turnovers, man. That's not going to get it done. It's not going to get it done. And, and Ty Lue... I'm sorry, uh, Frank Vogel, you know, he needs to address that. He needs to address that. Uh, Kuzma, in this particular game, 30 minutes, 5 out of 13, 2 of 9 from 3-piece land score, 14 points. But what was alarming is he was like minus 26 in the plus-minus column when he was on the floor. Ouch. Ouch. That's not good. <laughs> That's just not good. And you can say, well, all the rest of the players on the floor well, had to be minus something. You know, but once you start mixing and matching players, you know, Kuzma doesn't play with the same four players all the time. You know, there's he, he may play with these four for these many minutes and another four, a different four for these many minutes. Minus 26. He led the Lakers in that negative category. So is that an indictment on his defense? Nah, not sure. Kuzma's not the best defensive player anyway, but that was not a good stat for him. Uh, Keith Morris, however, he played a good game, 7-9-11 from the field, 3-6 from three-piece land. And as I mentioned, he's, he's, uh, he's not as good a shooter as his brother, I think, Marcus Morris Sr., but you leave Keith out there, he can hit that three as well. He was three out of six, 17 points that he scored. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, the guy that's, you know, he's always, you know, kind of up, down, up, down. I mentioned before in a couple of episodes, I think he's thinking about that contract. Lakers have not extended him yet. You know, he, he supposedly turned down, I believe it was $84 million for four years. Uh, so maybe he's thinking about that. But in this particular game, he played well, 7 out of 13 from the field, and he scored 21 points. They need Dennis Schroeder to be consistent. And he's been playing with a lot of not any major injuries, but seems like he's, he's always just getting nicked up. Need him healthy for the playoffs. For sure. Uh, KCP, 28 minutes, 5 out of 10. 2 out of 4 from 3-piece land, 12 points. He played okay. But 24 turnovers again, folks, not going to get it done. And especially if you don't have uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Uh, Andre Drummond, the, the recent acquisition, uh, did not play well himself. He only shot the ball three times. So is that an indictment of, you know, them not running plays for him? He's still probably getting acclimated to all the plays and all his teammates and all that. The jury's still out on how well Andre Drummond will play. I think he'll be fine. He'll, he'll by the time the playoffs start, he'll be giving you 12 to 15 points and upwards of 15 rebounds. And that's exactly what you need from him. That's exactly what they brought him in for. He had 10 rebounds in, his, in this particular game. And, you know, he's one of those guys, you know, 10 rebounds that he grabbed. But there's always – you know, balls that he, he tips 
uh, you know, to his players for second shots and things like that. Things that may not show up in the um, in the stat sheet. But I think uh, Drummond will be uh, fine for the Lakers. So, again, not a very good game against the New York Knicks with all of those uh, turnovers. Now, the next game after that against the Charlotte Hornets was a 101-93 to victory over Charlotte. And, again, you know, the Lakers shorthanded. You know, they have Kuzma. He played, uh, yeah, they played a little better, 7 out of 18 from the field. Only four out of 12 from uh, three-piece land. But he scored 24 points. And he played okay. He played okay. He had a a, a, a vicious dunk against Bismarck Biambo. Uh, Kyle Kuzma did in this particular game. So he played well. Played well. Dennis Schroeder, again, had a good game. Eight out of 19 from the field. Three of seven from three-piece land for 19 points. So good couple of games there for um, for Dennis Schroeder. Now, KCP. Uh, again, only shot the ball seven times. I mentioned before in a couple of episodes that he needs to shoot the ball more, especially without LeBron James and Anthony Davis. He just needs to shoot the ball more. In my opinion, he only scored nine points in this game. But again, it was a victory for the Lakers, 101-93 to over the uh, Charlotte Hornets. Caruso is the guy who actually uh, put, uh, put this game out for the Lakers. You know, he had a clutch three toward the end of this game. Got a clutch rebound, made a good defensive uh, closeout play toward the end of that game. He scored 13 points as well. Uh, Caruso said after the game, man, he loves closing out games. You know, maybe he's trying to, you know, say something to somebody. <laughs> he's not going to be closing them out over Dennis Schroeder. I would think not. But, you know, Caruso is a battler, man. You know, a guy wants to be out there on the court. He have to respect that. So 13 points for him. Uh, ben McLemore, only five points. Um, not, you know, jury's still out on Ben McLemore. You, you know, you don't know what you're going to get from him, really. He's uh, uh, the shooting guard that they picked up uh, a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, you, you don't know what you're going to really get out of him. So the jury is out on uh, McLemore. Uh, Keith Morris did not play. Again, the injuries piling up for the Lakers. He did not play. Sprained ankle. Sprained ankle for, uh, for Keith Morris. And, you know, Mark Gasol did not play coach's decision. Now, I'm not sure what's going on with Mark Gasol. Uh, coach's decision, you know, maybe he's dinged up a little bit himself. So the bottom line with the Lakers is, you know, you just have to get healthy. It's just a matter of when LeBron James and or Anthony Davis is coming back. The Lakers are sitting there at 34 and 21. I believe they may be sixth or something like that uh, in the standings. So they're basically playing for seeding right now. I still don't think it matters where they're seated as far as the Lakers go. If their team is whole and everyone is injury free, I still think this team is the is one of the top four teams in the Western Conference, along with the Clippers, of course, and Utah and Phoenix. I still don't think or not expecting too much from Phoenix in the playoffs and Utah still remains to be seen. I have to see that first to believe it. So, again, Clippers, Lakers, 1 and 1A, in my opinion. And as far as the Lakers go moving forward, uh, hopefully, again, AD, I believe, may be the one that comes back before LeBron James, based on what we're hearing. But it still won't be for a couple of weeks yet. So the uh, Lakers, they have the Boston Celtics, actually, um, tonight as I'm uh, recording this particular episode. So... 
and it's at home, so we'll 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 see what happens. They should be able to beat Boston. Boston's not any world beaters whatsoever. You know, people in Boston are calling for Brad Stevens' head, you know, to fire him, and you know he possibly end up coaching the um, Indiana Hoosiers uh, in college basketball next year. So Boston's not any world beater. Now after that, of course, they play Utah back to back, back to back in L.A. Both games Saturday. April 17th, they play Utah, and then Monday, April 19th, they play Utah again. If they can split one of those two games, especially without LeBron James and uh, Anthony Davis, that's saying something, if they can do that. And then right after that, they have Dallas uh, back-to-back in Dallas. You know, the Luka Doncic show. Kid can ball, dude. Luka Doncic. So that's the story of L.A. Lakers. Um, I think they'll be fine again when when the playoffs roll around. So, um with that, uh, L.A., I'm going to leave it right there. And uh, I'd like to thank you all for listening, of course. I'd like to thank the Basketball Podcast Network for uh, putting on these uh, these uh, podcasts. For Eventually, they'll have uh, someone like me uh, doing a podcast for every NBA team. TBPN, baby, the Basketball Podcast Network is growing and growing big time. Also, again, we're glad we're partnering with DraftKings. DraftKings.com, promo code TBPN. You know, if you want to place a couple bets, you know, that 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 one uh, promo that I read uh, before this episode, you know, bet $1, win $100. All your team has to do is hit a three-point shot. You can't beat that. That's DraftKings.com, baby. Go on there and place your bets. So with that, sports fans, NBA fans, and especially you fans in L.A., again, make sure you are – following all the CDC guidelines when it comes to COVID, wearing your mask, keeping six feet distance, and washing your hands thoroughly and often every single day, and also getting the vaccination, folks. I got mine, got my first shot. We'll be getting my second shot in about three weeks. Let's get rid of this COVID, this nasty COVID virus. And with that, NBA fans, peace.